It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heavens. On Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man, it is good to have you here with us at Hooters, the Taj Mahooters yes. in Buford. Uh, listen, I got to tell you guys, and we appreciate each and every one of our listeners, Mark Peterson, Beach Diamond, I mean, Claire, everybody's hitting us up, Mike, going, bad look. Yeah, the optics on the press conference, we were just talking with some of our, our loyalists to Steve and Alex. Alex, you guys are very serious. It was a very serious subject, Alex. But no, we were talking about, you know, the perception. <laughs> Two chairs. You know, and you got uh, the general manager not there. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. you find out, as they said, that, you know, well, Rich McKay said it. We'll talk to him coming up here later. Arthur Smith didn't report to Terry. And moving forward, basically, it sounds like that's going to still be the same deal. The head coach and GM report to him. Guys are just up on the text and say, why doesn't Rich just be the GM, you know, and just hire somebody to be the bean counter? Because Rich was, as you guys know, a successful general manager, built that team that won the Super Bowl for Tampa Bay, came up here, built a playoff team, got Mike Vick. He doesn't want to do the day-to-day. He doesn't want to do the day-to-day. But some people are saying, unless Rich – see, guys are saying the the constants here are Arthur Blank and Rich McKay. Yeah. So, again, the definition of insanity is – so doing the same we're, thing we're, over. We're doing the same thing all over again. Yeah. So it's it's tough. Look, as Falcon fans, we want to we want a coach who's going to get things rolling. But the only thing that's going to energize this fan base is getting that next stud quarterback. That's it. They've got to find whether it's in the draft. You bring Kirk Cousins. I mean, if you go get Jaden Daniels, we light this place up. Because I got to be honest, Carl, we, fans are dying for that stuff. And today, this press conference, my God, it's just. Half the press conferences answer your question about why the general manager's not even there. Well, and it, well, I'm glad that that was part of it because we all wanted to know what the deal was. And I said when I told you guys, like, there's two chairs sitting there. Maybe uh, Terry will pull one up. And he wasn't there. The reason he wasn't there, and I do they said, he is at Flowery Branch um, going over different variety of things with coaches that are currently still here on the staff, their futures, right. et cetera. Because a lot of that is going to be determined when the new coach gets hired, Right. I mean, Terry could say, hey, I'm consoling these guys. But at the end of the day, it's going to be left up to the new coach. So I just don't my, – my issue is <laughs> it's, it's, it's the biggest day. Terry, take 25 minutes and come on down. Dude, look, he can come up to the foundation. Arthur's office up there off of Pace's Ferry. I mean, come on. Everywhere else in the NFL, the general manager's there. You know, so what? So this guy's basically the silent partner. The other thing is, and the, somebody got around to the question. We did not have it for you on the air. We were in commercial. But they asked the question about who was moving – who's the moving force behind the Deshaun Watson? Attempt. Remember yeah. two years ago? Yes. And the answer, I believe, was, if I correct me if I'm wrong, it was a collaborative effort. So everybody was in on ruining the end of Matt Ryan's career here in Atlanta. Collaboratively. Fantastic. 404-726-0929. It's our Solomon that. Brothers Diamond text line. What's up, Turtle? I have the exact quote uh, from Rich McKay Give on Fontenot's future with Give the organization. Me. Quote, today as we see it, we see the same setup. We don't see the coach reporting to Terry Fontenot. Our thought is that it will be 50-50 going forward. His role will not be diminished. Okay. But as Carl, you bring in a coach who's got experience in personnel, that means he's going to be marginalized. He will be the junior and silent partner. We never get to hear the guy. No, it's, 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 it's what it is. Now, I hope they prove me wrong. And uh, but but that's that's where I'm at right now on this. As far as the decision to move on from Arthur Smith, uh, Arthur Blank said it was a tough decision. We get that. Um, again, for Mike and I, on a very personal level, we really like Arthur Smith. Okay, right. 
Always good to us. Always gracious with his time and always honest. Gave us a lot of stuff off the air as well, off the record. But it had nothing to do with the personal man that he is. This had to do with ultimately the results on the field. And and you heard Arthur Blank also talk about the quarterback certainly, you, you know, needed some improvement this year. That's the word he used. The bottom line for us is our quarterback play sucked. Okay. Right. So when he said that, and then he said, but there's so many other things like scheme and guys getting coached up, etc. cetera. He, he's absolutely right about all those things. When you talk about, hold on, Mike, we have a uh, breaking uh, news here at hold Hooters on, mall of Georgia. Hold on, Mike. Jerome, the Alabama fan has just rolled in and he is now presenting Carl with cash. Jerome done brought my money. Come on, y'all. Bring the get, Jerome done brought my money up here. There you go. A I man, am so happy. A right man now. pays his debts. Carl. A man pays his debts. Jerome, so, thank you, sir. If you've been listening to the show, we come up here every summer for Falcons camp. Jerome will do a radio show on his own at the bar while we're doing our show. And Carl, being a Texas fan, they placed the bet. Of course, Texas obviously humiliated Alabama, Carl. Absolutely humiliated <laughs> them in Tuscaloosa. That goes back to the summer when we were here for training camp. Correct. He's one of our loyal listeners. We've got a bunch of guys out here that are listeners, ladies, families. It's, we appreciate each and every one of you guys. But I wanted to mention that because I made such a big <laughs> deal of it. Uh, it's Dukes and Bell, guys. We're talking about our coach being fired. But, Mike, you know, it, it was never personal. We knew that. Right. And, and I, I will always believe that Arthur Blank had a hard time with this decision. Right. Oh, you, you heard it. I mean, look. He just, he, it sounded like a eulogy for the first half. No one died. I mean, he's going to get paid. You know, you, you do get paid out, and you're, and you're out. But it is tough because, you know, Art, like the last thing that Arthur wants to go through is this. What, this this is literally like root canal. Yes. Having to answer these yep. questions. Yep. Have, hey, look, because you failed. You, you, fa- you brought another coach. You didn't, you've gone six years without a trip to the playoffs, Carl. Six. All right, find us on social media. He's Mike Bell, A-T-L. I'm at Put Him Up. See Dukes in this radio show. It's Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow the radio station at 929. The game stay up on everything that's going on, guys. And, of course, we invite you to come out and hang out with us at Hooters here. We are here, and I, I, the irony is we were hoping we would be talking about a win and maybe a – sorry – maybe a playoff berth, okay? Right. We weren't sure if we would be talking about Arthur Smith being fired today, but they're going to have the national championship on here right. at Hooters. So if you're looking for a place to come hang out, great food, fun, uh, that's why we're out here today. I just got back from New Orleans. The atmosphere was electric. It always gets the, those Saints fans get up for Falcon games. And the first half, Carl and I were talking about it. The stuff that made it even more frustrating, that wheel route, getting Bijan the way we thought Bijan was going to be used, taking it to the house. Ritter was fantastic until Ritter was Rittering, and then that pick to start the second half, and then the Saints were off and running. And, of course, the cherry on top of this caca Sunday was uh, Jameis Winston freelancing the uh, kneel down play and getting in the end zone. I, um, it was ugly and it was it was embarrassing yesterday. You know, to be in the game like you were and then right. to be out of it. So it's almost like a, it's like literally the Jekyll and Hyde. That's why that's why this guy has been fired. Yeah, that that that's been part of our problem. All right, um, he, here where we here's where we're at, guys. Atlanta, we're in the coaching business now. We're also in the quarterback business. Okay, and how do we improve this roster? Because, again, we were okay. We weren't right. great. We have to improve the personnel and the playmaking on this roster. On the defensive side, and I know we spent a lot of money on that, we gotta be, we got to get better. we got to go draft some guys and get better there, and we also have to spend some of this money. Now, we're not in cap hell, so we're going to have some flexibility, which is also an area where Terry is, is going to be a big, big involvement, uh, a big part of. What I'm telling you is this is a huge offseason. This is, I think, the biggest offseason for Arthur Blank since he's on the team. It's easy to say when you take over a team, Mike, in your 
60s, right, that you think right. we're going to go to five Super Bowls and it'll be great. Arthur is now 81, and, and I don't say that in a derogatory no, way. I'm just facts. telling you. Yeah, I'm just telling you what it is. And so this decision, okay, is huge from that standpoint because I'm hoping that we get a Super Bowl before Arthur, uh, uh, you know, uh, ends up giving up this team or however it's going to play out. Right. And, and he's been such a, a loyal owner and a good owner for this football team in this city. I know people feel like, and I get it, I'm hearing it on social media, Mike, that uh, Arthur is maybe a meddler, as you mentioned, right. or maybe too involved. I don't know. Um, all I'm going to tell you is this is the biggest decision, and they've got to get this one right. And I know there are a lot of coaches out there that people are hitting us up with and ideas. Listen, Harbaugh is going to be hit up by everybody, guys, everybody. So if you want Harbaugh, you better have a, a serious uh, 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 plan to present to him, Mike, as to why this is the best place. Those guys are going to get to pick and choose if they want to come to any NFL right. organization. Look, I mean, I, I don't think there's anybody out there that would be interested in Belichick. Just like, it is what it is. The Belichick brand has taken a huge hit the last five years. You know, since Brady has moved on down and shown that you know he really was the secret sauce. The draft picks sort of come back to bite him. The personnel moves with the coaching. The, 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 remember that having uh, Matt Patricia and Joe, you know, Joe. Judge. judge trying to yeah. run this, uh, you know, run the offense. So I, I'm just not sold on Belichick. And I, I do know that some folks out there, and I've said this to you earlier, I'd love the idea of a guy like Todd Munkin. Now, it wouldn't be much fun for us because he's not exactly a barrel of laughs. But Todd Munkin, what he's shown you he can do, and if you go get, you can find Carl, that, that, that dynamic type quarterback that everybody in this town is clamoring for, that would be something to energize the fan base. But right now, it's just tough because we just look like the gang that can't shoot straight. So we got to get our stuff together, uh, and then we got to, as Arthur said, and he did say this to start the press, we got to breathe. We got to take a breath, right. and we got to realize what the task is and how do we get there because you deserve better. We deserve better. It's been six years of no playoffs for us. This franchise has not been relevant. Right. It just hasn't. And as a matter of fact, this year, you know, there were more times that I was embarrassed than I was proud, to be quite honest with right. you. I mean, Minnesota, embarrassed. Carolina, yep. embarrassed. Tennessee game. Embarrassed. Yeah. Yesterday. I mean, so we, we got to find hey, the right guys. Man. Plane full of Falcon fans coming back. Everybody's like, we got hardcore fans that love this team. You know, and we've seen it. We talked about the environment, the game with the Saints. We beat the Saints earlier this year. Place with a lot. We know yep. what Mercedes-Benz can be like, like that opening night against Green Bay. But we've, we've got to fix this thing, man. It just th This is a, a really weird, weird afternoon. Seeing everything. And, and for some Falcon fans, Carl, maybe get beginning to wonder, are we as dysfunctional? And some of those franchises we'd like to make mm. fun of around the NFL. All right, we're coming back. we got plenty more to get to. We're live at Hooters, guys. Mall of Georgia location. We're going to come back. We'll continue to talk about this team, where we currently are and where we're going, and other things that were said today in this press conference. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and Odyssey.com. The strong arm story of the day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell live at Hooters in Buford. A very, very happy day for me. I mean, it's not yes. a happy day for Falcon fans. Nope. I'm excited that Jerome Jerome brought my money. I'm so excited. Yes, I by just, the way. I can't tell you how excited I am. Yeah, it's the, unbelievable. The other uh, story, and again, this is a Dukes and Bell exclusive. We find out that apparently the uh, center was at McLaughlin. Yes. Seth McLaughlin apparently was on the take, according to Jerome, that he was apparently throwing the game, that apparently he was uh, – in. So the, Jerome actually believes this stuff. I mean, it's, one, it's one thing to have a crazy-ass take, but to say it with a conviction that he does. That, oh, no, that's center. No, 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 that's center. He was in on it. He was in on it. Like, I what? asked him if he liked the last play as Alabama got stopped right on fourth yes. down. 
Then he persisted to tell me that they were going to have an open player in the end zone and the snap right. was low. And the reason the snap was low was because the center was paid off. Correct. McLaughlin apparently was paid off. So it's, it's kind of like going freaky. You know, freaky will go off on some tangent and he believes it like gospel. <laughs> we're going to have, we're going to have four teams in, uh, in the NFL in, in England. You're going to have four teams in Europe. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? I don't care. <laughs> hey, let's, uh, let's talk about if you're just joining us, what was said today at this press conference. Arthur Blank, Rich McKay, no Terry Fontenot. Weird. Became a story. Became the, that became the story. The perception bit. became part of the – a lot of questions about it at the press conference. Now, uh, again, I'm trying to be fair and accurate, or what's it, fair and balanced? Something like that. Uh, Terry Fontenot apparently was at Flowery Branch and handling business as they start this quest and this search and handling assistant coaches, etc. So he was trying to hold down the fort, as, as Arthur Blank said. I just felt like it was right. a bad look. But with that said, I want you guys to hear a couple of players because the players spoke today. Seasons, they love this coach. They love playing for this guy. Season's over. Um, and Calais Campbell, I, I want to remind you guys, came here because of Arthur Smith. That was the conversation. They right. sat. They talked. Calais could have gone anywhere else. He, he loved the vibe and what was going on. He was asked today about how he felt about this situation and uh, where he was at. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but me personally, I felt like, you know, I'm in a position where I felt like, you know, he brought me in this year to help get over the hump. And, you know, and, you know, it just it sucks because I felt like, you know, I also felt like I could, do, I was a value adder. I was going to add some value to this team and we were better win more ball games. But, you know, I mean, it wasn't for lack of effort, that's for sure. But it just wasn't, it just didn't happen. But we fought, we gave everything we had and, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, we said this at the jump. This is basically, I think, what every Falcon fan thought you were going to get from Calais Campbell. Leadership with the younger guys, yeah. six and a half stacks. Yep. Started all 17 games. The dude was money, you know, and I, I would love to see him continue his career here because I think that's a good guy to have in the locker room. He may go elsewhere, try to maybe get one more season, make some more loot. Yeah, I, uh, he exceeded my expectations. Right. I remember when we, when we heard what the Falcons were paying him, we were like, yeah, he might be, you know, 20, 25 snaps. And then we heard how much he was making. We were like, nope. He's going to play a lot more, <laughs> and, he and, he, and he did. So, Calais talking about Arthur Smith. What about Grady Jarrett, guys? He was injured, mm -hmm. but he's been around the team. He's rehabbing, and I will tell you his rehab is going great. He's doing well. Grady is on schedule to be ready as we move into the offseason. But he said, listen, I can sit here and wish and hope for everything, and it doesn't always play out that way. It really ain't up to me that in all reality. I mean, but I would, you know, obviously, you know, want somebody who's a good leader, you know, good at what they do, and I'm sure that they're going to pull a um, pull a name for whoever they think is the best to get the job done. And um, there's a million ways to skin a cat, you know. So I mean, at the end of the day, if you got to uh, get somebody to get 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 something done one way, and you know, this way might be different. There's no really, no, there's not really a right way. There's not really a right answer, you know. And um, but we, I know, we want to win, you know, around here. Want to want to be in the postseason you know we want to play for championships and um at the end of the day however that look you know that's that's what we want to get done and um uh you know i'm excited for what's next, what's to come yeah i mean he's a vet now mm -hmm. uh you know i remember grady's first training camp and people didn't know if he'd make the team and you know he's become one of one of your if not right. the best defensive lineman we've had on this team and one of the best in the league yeah so you know he's he understands it uh, and it's going to be his job and other guys on this team to come back and, and move forward in a way that gets us to, to where we want to be. One other guy I want you to hear is Jonu Smith, Mike. We know Jonu and Coach are very tight. He was, uh, again, had some of his best numbers in Nashville with Coach. Then he was in New England for two years, really happy to reunite with Arthur coming down here this season. Here's Jonu Smith on what it was like or what it is like for a player when this kind of thing happens. 
Yeah, it's, uh, as a player, man, well, it's just a lot of things from a player's perspective that you got to uh, break down and, you know, kind of decipher, you know, a uh, new scheme, new system, and, um, you know, whether or not, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's best for you. And, um, you know, you can only hope, like I said, you can only hope for the best. And, um, you know, part of us, you know, being at this level is because we've been able to adapt and adjust. Um, so we got to be continue to be pros about it. And, uh, you know, uh, whatever the situation is, whether it be, um, you know, now or, you know, three, four months from now, who, you know, who gets the head job here, you know, we just got to sit back and uh, kind of wait, kind of just a waiting game for us right now. And, um, you know, seeing what, seeing what our future holds. You know, it's interesting, like, he went to New England and did nothing. Right. Jonu Smith did nothing. And part of that was the dysfunction of their offense. Correct. Comes here, shines. Arthur Smith used him in various ways. Right. In some cases, we would say that Jonu was used maybe more than we thought he should have been because that probably should have been Kyle Pitts. Right. You know? Yeah, that, I mean, there's so many storylines this year. The, the usage rate, you know, and the ultimate irony, we said this earlier, the Saints game, is to see B. John Robinson in the role we thought he was going to be doing all season long. Swing pass out of the backfield, rip it up, get some, you know, get some space, one on one, boom, takes it to the house. Where, literally, I'm screaming at. I know you were screaming at the TV. Where has that been all season? Because yeah, once he caught it, I knew he was gone. Right, and that's well, that's what we thought we were getting with this dude. Uh, just frustrating across the board. We talked about the end of the game. It just sucks for Arthur that the last image, I guess, the memory people are going to have of this guy. He's going to land on his feet. He'll get a job somewhere as an assistant. I would imagine, Carl. But the last thing you see is him screaming at Dennis Allen because of the you know the stuff that Jameis pulled by freelance and a touchdown. Do you think we, we yeah. regret that? Oh, Jameis. Um. <laughs> I still, Mike, and I, listen, I, I hear that, and again, I am I understand the frustration there with, with people feeling a certain kind of way right. about it, but we shouldn't have been in that position. I mean, we got blown out, humiliated, and right. it's, it's at the end of the game. You're right about Arthur Smith. I was hoping that he would handle that better, but I also know he saw his future in front of him. And right. here's the other part about this. Dennis Allen knew going into that game, and, and you are responsible for your team, okay? You are responsible. Dennis Allen knew going into that game, if that happened to him, he might be fired. Correct. And so Arthur was like, yo, right? You, that's what you're going to do at the end of this game when you know that we're both in this coaching profession and we're playing for our jobs? I get where his frustration came from. But at the end of the day, with, with what I said earlier about, listen, we can all be upset about it, but mm. I, I was kind of shocked as one of our callers said earlier, nobody on the field was. We were more upset as fans that they did that to us than the guys that were on the field. Right. i, I got to be honest. I went back and watched it again during the commercial break. It's almost like they're stunned it happened because everybody's of the opinion you're going to go take a knee. Everybody should have been wrestling. Seriously. I like, just thought, flag should have been thrown. Like, y'all gonna do, that's how y'all right. going to treat us. We, you've already beaten us. Yeah, I said this yes, earlier in the show. Somebody's got to hit somebody over that. For those who don't know, they, Williams, of course, led the league in running back touchdowns last year. Didn't have any this year. They want to get him a score. Jameis and the players decide they're going to go do this. And so basically makes the coach look like he's got no control over his team. Absolutely. He apologizes. There were a lot of Saints fans hoping that their coach would be gone, by the way. They're not. Ex- they're not exactly feeling like they came out on the uh, on the on the right end of this game because a lot of folks want to see Dennis Allen got down in New Orleans. All right, guys. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. We are awaiting. Okay, and we know that the press conference ran a little long today with Arthur Blank and uh, Rich McKay, but we're awaiting Rich to join us. And once he calls, we will get right. a chance to talk with him and. And again, I, I, they're covering a lot of ground. Press conference started off with like, "Why is the general manager here?" Then we got into more about. Uh, Say, you know, I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah. he was saying, "Is it over now?" 
Okay, okay, just wrapped up. So we're going to talk to Rich McKay. Sorry about that. It was it really went almost almost ninety minutes. That's a long press conference. But they even covered some of the areas which you and I have been speculating about. What was the motivation? Who was the driving force behind Deshaun Watson and trying to pursue that one, which obviously blew up in their face? And they said it was a collaborative effort. Everything's a collaborative effort. So it's just you know, we'll we'll talk more with Rich. It just seems like for a lot of Falcon fans, it just feels like we're rinse repeat. You know. With this, in the way this, the way the flow chart works, as far as how the decision making goes, marginalizing general managers, just maybe nothing more than a bean counter. I, uh, I would love. <laughs> and, and by the way, what, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do if Arthur Blank came out? And said, I wanted him. I wanted him. Right. And it didn't happen. Why not? I mean, I think it, it creates the perception that Arthur doesn't want to, out there that he's a meddler. All right, guys, we're coming back. We're gonna take a quick. Back. Rich McKay set the call in. Stay right there. We're going to talk to him next. The game. He is probably tired of answering questions, but we've got more <laughs> questions for him. Yeah, that was a, that was a very long press conference that Rich uh, was a part of. I'll tell you. Rich McKay joining us is here on Sports going? Radio ninety two. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it. Rich McKay joining us here on Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. Let's get to it because we know you are pressed for time after that three hour presser. All right. right. Rich, you do understand how it perce- how with the perception of Terry not being there today, how it may look and feel to Falcon you know, I, fans. Let me so let me go right at you on that because that's a good. It's a, I, I saw the question. We really did. I'm not sure we anticipated it as much as we saw it when it was there. That was not. There's no intent of that at all. Because listen, as you heard us say, and I'll tell you too. Um, you know, Terry and his group have done a really good job. They've been really good partners. Uh, with Arthur Smith and the coaching staff, I think when you see what they did, their body of work, both from the three drafts, from free agency, and, and more than anything else, getting our salary cap in a position where we literally were, were good spenders last year and will be better spenders this year in free agency, which we had kind of spent four years out of. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a Terry Fontenot guy. I, I will say this, um, you know, it's not – in the end, when you, when, you, when you let a coach go, which is really hard to do, uh, it's got to be the owner's decision. You've got to give them all the input, which you get some from everybody, including Terry. But it's not Terry's decision, and, and with the relationship he has with Arthur Smith, it's, it's just hard to put him up there, and then all of a sudden he's going to have to get questions from you guys. Well, why, why, why? Well, we're the ones that have the why, uh, and he's the one that's going to execute behind it. So I don't want it to be taken as anything other than um, Terry and his group, and, and to give them the credit for what they've done. No, I'm not saying we won more games than we actually won, but I am saying that roster-wise and what they faced three years ago, we are happy with where we are and what's been constructed. It is a Rich McKay guy, CEO of the Hawks, uh, of, the, of the Falcons with us here on the way. That's not the Hawks. Come on. Yeah. You're better than that. Sorry about that. Not really. I just got back from New Orleans. <laughs> so, oh, Rich, yeah. the – the impression from the fans, you know, is we've never had a coach who'd been a head coach uh, since you and Arthur have been making these decisions yep. going back to, yep. to more. Yep. How important this time around is it to have a guy who's been a head coach in the NFL? I think there, I, I think, um, I, I don't think it's a requirement, but I think it should be a consideration. I think that you have to, you have to cast a wide net, uh, and that wide net should include people that have potentially sat in that seat. Um, my one experience of hiring a coach that had been a head coach, um, I don't sleep at night because of it, um, but he'd only been a head coach at the college level. Uh, so um, 
I did in Tampa hire a head coach that had been a, a head coach in John Gruden. Um, so I, 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 I do think um, it, it is the idea that you bring is, well, it'll help us win faster next year and all that. I, I don't know that that's necessarily true, but I do think when you cast a wide net, you must look uh, for the idea that the person might have done this before and might understand the um, entirety of what um, the job is. Cause it's a big job today, man. I, I can assure you, Arthur Blank said it in the press conference and it's, it's, there's a lot of truth to it. The scope and size of the job today versus 15 years ago, it's a different job and you've got to make sure that the person coming in is ready to handle it. Rich, uh, I know what your role is. But I would like for you to explain it to our listeners because I yeah. cannot tell you how many times we get Rich McKay is yeah. our general manager. Yes, so yes he, he what is. What is your what what is your, what is your role? All right, and yeah. and how does that uh, apply to the football decisions? Yeah, sure. So my role, kind of, and and there are plenty of people that do this in different sports, depending on who it is. My role really is to to sit in the place of the owner. Uh, I report to Arthur, and then uh, meaning Arthur Blank, and then the coach and the GM report to me. Um, he still meets with them all the time. He said, but on a week-to-week basis, who's going to meet with with uh, with them? It's going to be me, and and I'm going to be the one that they're going to say, hey, we're thinking about this. We're going to want this. We need this. We need four more buses. Whatever it may be, they need. My job is provided to them. I'll talk football with them. But I'll never like I, I, I don't want to be, and nor should, should do I want people to have the impression that Arthur Blank or or Rich McKay are sitting in draft meeting to saying, "Hey, let's draft X." That that's not what my job is. Now, my job is when they say we want to draft Y is to ask, okay, well, and that's a bad letter. If we want to draft A, then my question should be why, and we go through the process. But I think that's my role, um, and I think that. Um, you know, I, I try in every way, shape, or form I can to be a resource. I've done the salary cap before. I've done contract negotiations before. So I'm always happy to answer questions and give them my thoughts. But they're going to make the decisions. You have to put them in position to do that. Uh, and that's, that's what we've done here. It is the Falcons CEO, Rich McKay, with us, guys, on Dukes and Bell. Uh, I know it came up in the press conference, something we've been asking. Our audience asks all the time, Rich, about who initiated the Deshaun Watson pursuit. And it was discussed as, I guess, described as collaborative. It just seemed like we didn't have the resources to go toe-to-toe with the Browns, and it kind of put you off schedule with Matt. And next thing you know, Matt Ryan's out the door. Yeah, so so on that, and I think we said it uh, and answered it there, is I, I do want to make sure that people understand. It was kind of a collaborative decision uh, by personnel, coaching, by ownership, by, by us, that, you know what, this is a young franchise quarterback not, not, asking, not saying there weren't issues that we need to look into. And in that process, um, you know, it, it became apparent we were not going to, that was not going to be a landing spot. Um, it also, understand where, where Matt Ryan, who, you know, it, for me, top five people of all time, Matt Ryan, um, great, great quarterback, great husband, great father, ring of honor. For sure. I mean, he's all of those things. Uh, but Matt also was at a place for us where, from a salary cap standpoint, something was going to have to happen because he was occupying, you know, a quarter of our salary cap. And as we were trying to um, kind of move on from some of the older players and retool the roster the way Terry and Arthur were going to do it, you know, Matt 
uh, it was a logical time. So it's never comfortable when the, the, the true franchise quarterback, who Matt was, moves on. But it turned out okay. Um, I, don't like it, I don't like it, but I, it turned out okay. But I love Matt, and I, Matt will be a Falcon forever. Um, that's for sure. Rich, uh, you've been in this city a long time. You know what it's like when it's buzzing. I want to know if we decide to go and pick a quarterback, will that be Terry Fontenot's decision in this draft with the eighth overall pick? I don't know if we move. We know you have made those moves as a general manager and what that's like. Um, what do you think we need to get that back? Well, we have to – listen, we have to um, – there's no question that the quarterback position sits at the center of, of, of winning in an offensive league today, right? It's not, it's not everything, but it does – it does require that, that that player play at a pretty high level in order to win consistently. Now, what's crazy about our league right now is, I mean, this year we had like 56 starting quarterbacks or something. So we, we, we're a league because of injury and because of the length of the season where a lot of quarterbacks play, but, but you need quarterback play. So, yes, will a quarterback be a focus? And, yes, will the, um, the GM and the head coach, um, you know, decide on that quarterback? Yes. Um, can I guarantee you it'll come this year? No, you never know what your opportunities will be, but I can guarantee you it'll be, it will be a focus of the franchise. Should uh, I guess your Falcon fans expect we will pursue free agency as well? I know you can't talk about specific, yes. specific players around the, the only thing I'd right say now. on that, Mike, is that, that this will be the first year. I thought last year we, we, we got ourselves in a good position. This will be the first year where I can say to you that, you know, if you wanted a pass rusher, if you wanted a, you know, whatever position it may be, the salary cap's not going to be a hindrance for us to do it. The thing you've got to do is you've got to make sure you make the right investment, Mike, because what you don't want to do is put yourself back in that salary cap position where you've got a number of years guaranteed and you've got to deal with it. Uh, so you just got to make sure you get it right. But can we do it? Yes, we can do it. Yeah, we can do stuff we couldn't do a few years ago. Rich McKay joining yes, us here on Sports Radio 92.9. Rich, let's talk about the stadium real quick. Um, attendance up. What's going on when we when we talk about our Falcons and, and Sundays and what's happening? I know so, you're a so big I'll part a of this. Things. I'll give you the positive and I'll give you the negative, right? The positive okay. is this. Right. We're number one in the NFL in, in fan experience, right? We've never been number one. We were number one last year. We'll finish this year either one or two. That's that's by the NFL survey, independent, nothing to do with us. Um, and then they rank you in 20 different categories, and then they rank the teams based on uh, that feedback. So our experience right now and our fans and the energy and our winning in the building is good. But let's remember a little something about the design of the building because um, I, I happen to be a part of it, and I take some blame for it, but I, I like it, which is, you know, we built a very social stadium. We have a bunch of bars that look in. We have bridges. Uh, that, that sit in the, in the window to the city. We have a lot going on. We, we, we created natural light in the concourses, which most stadiums don't have. We have food and beverage that's at a price that is phenomenal. So we do, during our games, have a lot of people that will go sit in various places. They're in the building. Our attendance is fine, uh, you know, sold out in the building, but they're not necessarily in their seats. You know what we have to do to put them all in seats? We just have to keep win. winning. As you right. win – sit and so i'm proud of them for being in the building i'm jacked that they love the experience and i'm telling you they've created a home field advantage that i would say mike bell would have said 
four years ago we didn't have. All of a sudden we've kind of created that in the bends. Would we like to have them all sit in the seats? Yes, but that's up to us. That's not up to them. Right. It is the CEO of the Falcons, guys, Rich McKay, with us on the day that uh, we find out Arthur Smith is dismissed as head coach. Just bring it back to the coaching search. Right? I know you can't talk specifics, Rich, but if a guy came into this job and wanted to really have a, a big say in personnel, would that preclude him from the job? No, absolutely not. It, but it would, it would be on, on how we would set it up. Um, I think any coach is going to have uh, Mike is going to have a, a pretty strong say in personnel. I think Arthur Smith did, uh, and I think Terry uh, and his people were very collaborative with Arthur and his staff. And I, I think so. I don't think you're ever going to be in a situation where you um, uh, walk away or get nervous about a coach and their say over personnel. But I don't think you want to get into and Arthur Blank said it very well in the interview. I don't think you want to get into the, the situation where you're going to have a power struggle either over how it's going to be set up. Uh, but I, I, I do believe with that, I just promise you, I don't believe that will be a problem for us with any candidate uh, that, that, you know, may be available. Rich, a struggle for a lot of Falcon fans is seeing Kyle Pitts not be as productive as we had hoped. A lot of Falcon fans wonder who drafted Pitts. Was that an Arthur Smith decision? Was it a Terry Fontenot decision? And, your thoughts on, you know, the guys yep. that we have. We feel like we have all of these weapons. Specifically we have a lot of weapons, pits, though. We, we have do, a lot of weapons. Specifically saw, about Pitts. yesterday in the first half, maybe not the second half, but you saw, you know. Um, so, Kyle, first of all, he had a phenomenal rookie season. I mean, broke records, phenomenal rookie season. Really suffered a, 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 a tough injury in his second year. Coming back off that injury this year, just not, you know, not as productive um, – as you would like, and I don't blame it on Kyle. Um, I think the injury, you know, he had to come back from it, and I think that you have added other weapons, you know, one being Bijan. So I, I do think that um, one of the challenges and one of the opportunities for um, a new coach coming in will be uh, players that we have, including and certainly Kyle Pitts, because I do believe he creates mismatches that people struggle with. If you look back in that Tampa game that we played at Tampa, that was a big game for us. We needed to win the game. You know, they went down and scored late, and it, we were in trouble. And the guy that made the play was Kyle Pitts to, to put us, you know, put the, put the W on the board. Good, th- good throw by Dez, great play by Kyle. So it's not like Kyle uh, wasn't productive this year, but he wasn't as productive as we would all like. Certainly you guys would like because you can see the talent. Rich McKay, we got a uh, bunch of decisions in front of us. We appreciate the time. Know it's been a busy day for you. Thanks for jumping on Dukes and Bell and Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Appreciate it, man. And get some uh, honey in your throat there, Mike. Get your throat going, okay? <laughs> I tell you what, now, for a lot of Falcon fans, that was, that was a tough one, Rich. Thanks for the time, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Rich McKay, CEO. Mm. Um, I don't know if he answered that. I don't. I'm just being real with you. I don't know if he answered who drafted Kyle Pitts, and he answered the production part of it, which we get. The reason why that's important is because then we can start to say, well, who was really in control of the personnel while Arthur was here? Nevertheless, we keep hearing collaboration. Yeah, and that's just, it's tough because this is why we get kind of off in the weeds about the flow chart. And the same thing we said, remember we'd often worry about with Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov, how you actually are going about putting this roster together and then how do you not utilize it in this case this season. By the way, you know, come guys hit us up on Twitter and said, maybe not having Fontenot there at the podium is a, a message to guys who would be interested in running the show. 
I don't know. That's, I don't know if that's getting a little too crazy, but the idea that, uh, yeah, our general manager is pretty marginalized. If you want to come in here and be a personnel guy, we'll let you do that too. All right, we're coming back. We'll uh, respond to some of the things that uh, you just heard from Rich McKay, things that Arthur Blank said today. Big day for our Falcons organization as they move on from Arthur Smith. We're live at Hooters in Buford, Mall of Georgia location. Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.